Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. here. There has been many mentions of that already. This is a special day for you and we hope that it is not just during the course of this service that you are honored but certainly all throughout the day and uh, there needs to be more than one day certainly but uh, we do take advantage of this day to say thank you to all the mothers. Much has been mentioned already about that and about the value of praying mothers. I'm thankful, very very thankful to have had a praying mother and uh, knowing now today the value and the benefit of that in my life and I wouldn't take anything for that at all. Very honored this morning uh, to have Sister Boyd to speak in this second service and um, I appreciate her very very much not only for uh, her ability to touch the lives of this church family as a family but I'm thankful for the lives that she touches beyond just the scope of the ministry of this church. She represents us well wherever we go. And as I mentioned just a few weeks ago, I've had the privilege a couple of times this year to just be uh, in the audience looking on. And uh, I've thought how well she represents not just this local church, but how well she represents the kingdom of God. We appreciate her and love her dearly. I wonder if you'd give Sister Jackie Boyd a hand as she comes to this pulpit today. You can be seated. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Happy Mother's Day again. I don't think you can say that enough. Not enough. Every day should be Happy Mother's Day. I, when my husband and uh, Sister Cricket had asked me, was I speaking for Mother's Day, to be honest with you, it came so fast I wasn't sure that I was. I just started asking the Lord, you know, what could... I not could I say now that I haven't said in the last 25 years about mothers there's a lot of good to say about mothers but that I haven't said and I really prayed about it and I didn't tell her for a long time I guess she was probably getting nervous but I you know I just kept praying God there's there's got to be something that I can say that would encourage somebody and that's all I want to do I'm not here I'm not a preacher I'm not a teacher in of sorts I guess I am in some ways but I started praying, and I just asked him for a thought. And I won't be long, I promise you. I, well, maybe not. I don't want to start like Brother Board. Matter of fact, looked at him sitting over there so relaxed and calm. And <laughs> normally, I'm the one sitting over there relaxed and calm. I want you to look in the book of Genesis 33, 12, and 14. It's here that we read the, of the reunion of Jacob and Esau. Esau proposes for Jacob to join him on his journey to Mount Seir. And as we read, we see that Jacob agrees to join him on that journey. 
But there's one request that Jacob makes. It seems subtle, but I think, for me, I think that this, there is a real message hidden within the request that every mother should apply. Genesis 12 says, 33 and 12 says, And he said, Let us take our journey and let us go, and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, My Lord knoweth that the children are tender, and the flocks and herds with young are with me. And if men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant, and I will lead on softly, according as the cattle that goeth before me, and the children be able to endure until I come unto my Lord unto Seir. From the verse of 14, I'm going to speak about the subject, leading softly. Jacob says that he will join his brother on the journey. He told Esau to pass before me. In other words, he said, you go on before me and I will follow behind you. Then Jacob explains why he desires to follow behind. He just didn't say I'll follow behind, but he explains why, which is important. Verse 13 says the children are tender. That means they're young. They're tender. Verse 14 says, I will lead on softly. He is their leader, and he's leading them softly according as the children are able to endure. Because children tire easily, contrary to what we see running around on the playground and what we see running around after church. They really conk out when it's time to stop. They stop and they tire easily. So we have to be careful with them. What Jacob was really saying is, I'm going to set a pace that the children can keep. And if anybody here knows me, you know that the children are my heartbeat. I love them. And it's not just in passing. I love them. They're my passion. Don't hurt a child if you want to get on my bad side. Because I'm serious. <laughs> Whether it's my child or your child, I am their champion. I want to touch on four different portions of this journey. The joy of this trip begins the moment that we find out that we're going to be a mother. Yeah. Now, I'm speaking to mothers here today who have children in the na by natural states, but I'm also speaking to mothers here who have not had children naturally, but are mothers. They're mothers at heart. They are helping raise children. And so long before, you know, we find out that we're going to be a mother, we're blessed to carry that, children for nine, that child for nine months. And then for the next nine months, possibly, we're privileged to carry them in our arms, just as you saw walk by us. That's a privilege. That's for the next maybe nine months. It's during that time that incredible measures of bonding are going on between the mother and the child. I mean, there is a bonding. They begin to recognize her voice. They recognize her touch. And when nobody can calm them, a mother can pick them up, and it settles them right down. And that's the bonding that's going on. It's making an impression on that child's life. Even as a child, in the womb, we speak to them. Yeah. People think we're crazy, but that's okay. Yeah. We speak to them. Yeah. I remember, I can't remember, somebody told me this, one of our mothers here, that when they were expecting, whenever Brother Boyd would preach, their baby would, who was that told me that, would move, start getting rambunctious. One of the mothers here told me that. And I thought that was really neat because of the, the preaching of the word. Yeah. 
And so I thought that was really cool. But it's during these moments of embrace that a mother will never feel more motherly and a child will never feel more secure. This is the first facet of our motherhood. The second one I want to mention is the season of life where we no longer carry them. And that comes all too soon. We just simply hold their hand. I'm quite sure many of you have seen a mother walking along and she's holding the hand of her child and because she is walking so much faster than the child, she's smiling by the way because this is not allowed during church and I'm probably getting going to be in trouble. <laughs> I'm probably going to be in trouble, but it's okay. She's walking so much faster than the child. I want her to do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> and she's nearly dragging the child. You've seen the little child's legs just run in to try to keep up with the mother. Has anybody seen that? Oh, my Lord, it just bothers me so bad. I just, it's a little pet peeve with me, and I would just want to walk up to them and say, slow down. <laughs> Aren't they cute? I know this is bad because they're going to want to do this again, and so let them if they do it. I'm sorry, I started something. But I don't think the mothers are doing it on purpose. I think they're just, they have so much on their mind, and they're in a hurry. And I would love to say, slow down. On the other side of that baby being here holding the hand, I just want to say, slow down and enjoy this time with your child. It's in this particular part of the journey that I think Jacob was focusing on the conversation with Esau. We must set a pace that the children can endure. He's not crying because he had to sit down, is he? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> that didn't go quite as planned, but <laughs> I'm sorry. But this is the, that's, that's life. <laughs> that's life. But this is the particular part of the journey that Jacob was focusing on the conversation with Esau. We must set a pace that the children can endure. Obviously, I want to talk about the pace that we keep with our children. If we as mothers are walking so fast that our children can't keep up, we not only run the risk of not being able to speak things into their lives, but we also run the risk of missing things that they may have to say to us as well. That's right. Psalms 8 and 2 reminds us the things that can come from the mouth of babes. In Matthew 11 and 25, Jesus said that some things would be hidden to the wise and to the prudent, which is supposed to be us, but they would be revealed unto babes. I read a story about a truck driver whose tractor trailer got stuck underneath a tow bridge. The traffic behind the truck got very backed up and because the truck could not move. Eventually, the police arrived, and this is a true story, and looked for ways to unstick the stuck truck. This is all grown men, all standing around. For a while, they worked on a solution to no avail. Nobody could think of anything to do to unstick this truck, and yet the back was stuck, and it needed to be moved. It was backed up traffic, and it needed to be moved. Finally... A child in one of the cars from the traffic jam said, okay, ready for a big solution. Why don't they just let the air out of the tires? <laughs> I found that quite humorous. 
While it seemed like such a silly question from a child, it also presented a simple yet creative solution to the problem. Let the air out of the tires. And that came from a child. Mothers, our babies are very important to us. I think you all feel that way. I know you do. I know every mother in this house cherishes their children. They're very important. That's why we must never take them for granted. Never. Now, children, I'm talking about your mamas right now, but I'm going to talk about you in just a minute. So I want you to listen up, big and little. Whether our children are in our arms or whether we're holding their hand, we need to make sure that we're setting a pace that they can follow us, that they can hear what we have to say, and we can hear what they have to say. This is critical. They need you, but we also need them. There are t- these are the times to me that are to be treasured. There are time to make memories. There are time to teach them respect toward themselves and others. There are time to build traditions in your home that will be carried to the next generation. You are building a legacy. You're instilling things in that child without sometimes them even knowing. When Justin was growing up, he used to tell me there always has to be a moral to the story. <laughs> Every story that I told him. And he was right. I always try to make there be something into it. But, you know, I was training him and teaching him life skills and things that would take him further on. I wanted him to be an asset to the community and the world and not a liability. I wanted him to be respectful and yet earn respect. One thing I'd like to add to this is the fact that many mothers are raising multiple children. I just had one who at times seemed like a twin in one body. But then I looked over, and that was, that was Alan. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't a twin, but yet it wasn't Alan and Justin. So there are mothers that have more than one child, and Solomon tells us to train up a child in the way they should go. This means that we cannot raise every child the same. Sister Kristen I happen to be using today, she has to gauge each child differently. Because each one is at a separate pace in their life, and they learn differently. So she has to figure out what fits each child in this walk that we're doing and in this journey. And I think she's done a pretty good job of that, by the way. We raise them by the same principles, but we can't raise them according to their personalities the same. So there's little doubt that it's a difficult thing to accomplish. It's doable. Chelsea, is that a good word? Doable. I should have let her proofread this. But that's why we need help, not only from the Lord, but we need it from each other. It takes a village to raise a child, and that is truly the truth. After all, he is, and remember this, I think we sometimes forget, but he is the giver of the gift to begin with. If we allow our boys, I did not originate this. This is a quote that I read and has been repeated here many times. If we allow our boys to be boys, then they will not have trouble being a man when they are called on to be a man. And that same thing holds true for our ladies, our little girls. If we'll allow them to be a little girl, they won't have a problem becoming a lady when it's time to be. I have a funny little story. It's real quick. Um, in, In growing up, Justin, I sat by myself, and Justin was with me a lot, and He was fidgety a lot, too, and so, because he was in church a lot more than a lot of kids, honestly, and I I tried to take that into consideration, and um, 
So one of the things I would do to keep his attention, and also because I really liked it and I used this, I would do, I wanted his arm to be around me, so I'd do this. What does that mean? Put your arm around me. And I did that because I wanted to feel cherished and I wanted to feel loved. And I say to you, when you are with your mother, if you're sitting by her, by the way, put your arm around her if it's not already there. I see some are. Put your arm around your mother. It feels wonderful. There's nothing that feels better than your arm around your mother. She feels loved. She feels cherished. It makes everything right in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on or what has gone on. She loves it. She lives for it. So do it more often if you can. This is an exciting part of the journey. But there's change coming. And it's on the horizon. This leads me to my third point. See how fast I'm going, Brother Boyd? <laughs> Can be done. <laughs> this change is the season of where our steps and our children's steps are pretty much in sync. You know, more to the point, our lives are kind of a little more freedom. Our children have grown into a little more freedom. We um, pretty much have good health, you know, and it's during this season that we as parents are enjoying the strength of our youth still, and our children are spreading their wings and stepping out and, and learning things in life and learning how to conduct themselves, learning how to live, learning how to love, and, um, and still yet they still need that mother yeah. in their life. You're always going to need your mother. I know fathers, you're important. I get it. But today's moms, you never are going to not need your mother. Not ever. These are simple illustrations, but they're important ones. We are still bonding. We're still sharing. Yet you're still able to stretch your wings and step out. You're no longer as dependent on us as you have been in the past. And that's a little hard sometimes for moms. You know, if you let it go for a little while, you kind of enjoy that freedom. I love you, Justin, but I really don't want you to move back in. <laughs> I'm good to Sarah. <laughs> I'm very good to Sarah. <laughs> so I love you, sweetie. <laughs> but Sarah, I love you too. So they're no longer de dependent on us, but he's living now with things that we instilled in him growing up. Same as you. Same as you. You're respectful to your mothers. You're respectful to the other adults. I see this every day in our church, and it makes me so proud that I see the young men opening the doors for the ladies. If there's not a seat, they stand up and the lady sits down. That's what you should do. Got it, guys? I see you doing it, and I'm proud of you for doing it. I see that you respect not only your mother, but you respect the elderly in here. And that you're to be commended for. But now, this leads me to my final point. As time moves on, we experience yet another change in our life. And this change is unlike anything that we've talked about so far. This is the season of life where we swap roles with our children. This is a season where our children now become responsible to watch out for our slowing pace. 
and the pace of our steps. In the book of John, we see Jesus give Simon Peter some clear and concise information about the latter years of his life. In essence, John 21 and 18, the Lord told him, When you were young, you dressed yourself and walked wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and be led by another. Now, I would like to address the adult children. This is an important step, what is going on right now. And if you're not there, you will be. And it's going to happen all too soon, but this is an important step. And this is the way God designed it. This is the way it should be. These, we are their treasures. Our children are our treasures. But as time goes on, your parents become more valuable to you. Their voice becomes more valuable. I'd like to address... The adult children that are present, please don't become so busy with your own life that you outpace the older generation. If you do, you run the risk of missing some vital nuggets that they have to say and leave with you. You see, we're still bonding. Brother Kenny, Brother Paul, can you still learn things from your mother, Sister Travis? Are you still learning things from your mother? Brother Danny, are you still learning things from your mother? Jerry, I know you are. <laughs> Atlanta, I wish I was Atlanta. She is a, she, everybody loves Lana, and she is just awesome. But she's got a lot to teach, not only to her own children, but she has in all of yours and mine. The wish I was Atlanta come from him. He told me, I wish I was, I wish you was Atlanta. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he did when he was little. That's what he said. I think he still thinks Atlanta. <laughs> that's okay. I don't mind it because I love that. He feels secure. There's other people here that love him, and that is awesome. It's great. But you run the risk of losing valuable things that you need to hear from that voice. I've lived through some of these phases with my mother already. I'm not the only one. You, you guys are living it as well. But I, I remembered this this morning, and I added it this morning. I watched in 2004 as a confident, independent, very independent woman took three hurricanes that passed through directly over her house, and she lost everything. And when I say she lost everything, she lost everything. She was trapped in her home when we finally got a hold of her. We couldn't even call the police department because they were so overwhelmed. They lost everything, too. And when I finally got a hold of my mother, she was standing. I'll cry. I'm sorry. She was. Sorry. She was standing in the middle of what used to be her living room. And the rain was pouring down on her, and she was trapped in her house. They could, the trees had fell down around it, and it destroyed her home. Everything, the wind took things we have no idea. And I saw the once confident woman who taught me things in life that would get me through life. She taught me, you never make a minimum payment on your bills. You do this, and you'll come out better. You never do such and such. You work ethic. My mother had a 
a wonder, she's a smart lady, and she had a wonderful work, work ethic, and she taught me many things. But this same confident woman, Sister Terry, I saw her change. And it took me, took my breath, because now this lady had nothing. And in this same period of time, her health began to decline. I saw her go through many surgeries with her heart and heart attack, two heart attacks in, in a week, um, many things. And this same confident, independent woman now is no longer confident. She calls me for almost every little detail before she makes a decision. She, and that's okay because this is where we are in our life. The times have changed. And I have her still. Some of you aren't blessed to have your mother still. And you would be glad to go through this. And so I just, it, it touched my heart and it made me see her differently and see everyone differently because we all walk through. Some of you are in some of the same places with your family. It may not be exactly this, this one, but there's health challenges. There's other kind of challenges that you go through. And then some of you have lost your parents. And we know that feeling only from the loss of my mother-in-law and father-in-law firsthand. And there's others here. I got a little message. I got some flowers yesterday, and I thanked someone for that. And the lady told me, she said, I'm making an arrangement. I missed your call, but I was making an arrangement to take to my mother's grave today. I cry for her, not for me, but for her, because I still have mine. So she'll get flowers when I go down. I'm going down special. I do special things for her all the time, but she, she'll she get her flowers, but she gets them while she's living. I want you to hear that. She gets them while she's living. Remember that for yourself because it, we don't mean to. We get busy in life, and sometimes we forget our parents' needs. We forget they need us still. I don't want to be a clingy mom, but I do want to have a hug every now and then. But I want you to hear their voice because they're still bonding, they're still teaching, they're still encouraging, they're still guiding you. And all too soon, and I'm fixing to close, all too soon, there's going to come a day when that voice will be silenced. There's an old song that most likely will say it better than I could ever say it. I'm not going to sing it. I will say it to you. If I could hear my mother pray again, if I could hear her tender voices then, so glad I'd be, it would mean so much to me. If I could hear my mother pray again. So in each phase of our lives, there are important lessons to be learned. There are times for fun, there's times for laughs, there's time for learning. Then there are seasons where we are not the most popular thought on our children's minds. However, I have to understand that there are times that me, myself, I have to be my son's mother before I can be his friend. Sometimes I guess it's referred to in the world as tough love, but it is love. I've said this quote many times, and you'll get sick of hearing it before I'm gone from this world are gone, however. 
I'm going to love my child and yours so much that when I'm gone, he and you will still feel the imprint of that upon his heart. And that's what I pray for you, to love your children that much. And I think you do. Having a child is like having your heart walking around on the outside of you. And we're very protective of that. But we are going to leave these things and instill these things into the next generation that's sitting up here and all around us. And it's important. So in closing, mothers, we have an incredible opportunity to make a lasting impact on a generation that has been entrusted to our care. So let's do so with diligence. Sister Cricket, you can go ahead and come up. Whether we're carrying them, such as Sister Amy was doing, holding their hands, matching their steps, or being guided by them into our future. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806. Or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.